0: i think i have it on right something is too loud let's see if we can't make some adjustments here um maybe that's it i don't know but something is not right it's too it's coming in too clear okay we'll just have to go on with the show and if something happens while the show is in uh in production um you know The episode is being recorded and podcasted. We'll just have to figure something out. Anyway, I can hear myself maybe too clearly. Maybe there's something internally wrong or something. But anyway, we're going to go on with the show until it mucks up. What can I tell you? (laughs) Let's hope it doesn't. Uh, It's very nice in Chicago. I hope it's uh, very nice where you are, and uh, it's cool. It's fall. The one thing about fall is that when fall, on the first day that summer ended, Fall started, and it hasn't let up yet. (laughs) It feels like fall. I mean, when when fall ended, I mean, when summer ended, it was fall, and it's been fall ever since. You know, I mean, it's like uh, the changing of the seasons know when exactly to change (laughs) on the last day that it's supposed to change of that particular month, ending that particular uh, season, if that makes any sense. All right. Uh, what are we talking about here today? We're talking about uh, the, um, the Senate hearings, not Senate hearings, but the um, um, confirmation hearings of uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, we listened to Christine Blasey Ford. She sounds so credible. She sounds so credible. And you believe everything that she says. She's not, she didn't have to be there. She didn't have to do this. She didn't have to do anything in her life. I mean, she was getting death threats all over the place, and she still she she said, "I'm gonna do this regardless of the death threats. I'm gonna do this regardless of of uh, people saying nasty and rude things about her, especially uh, you know nasty people throughout the world. I'm pretty sure Fox News were having a hissy fit over this. Uh, and she she uh, she uh, went on with this as, like a trooper. But did, did you see at the end? of her of her con- of her uh, uh hearing on sexual harassment by Brett Kavanaugh did you see this stupid ass what's his name Lindsey Graham Lindsey Graham Senator Lindsey Graham rush up to the mics and just put down her put the republicans down kissing Trump's ass i mean this guy was loud and belligerent at the microphone i had to turn it off i didn't want to hear that crap you know he, he he was I guess he was saying were, the Democrats were just uh, uh, slobbering all over uh, Christine Blasey Ford, uh, just for because she showed some courage in showing up. I didn't see anything wrong with that, because what the Democrats were doing was, was telling her that uh, they were on her side. They supported her, they understood which these crooked-ass Republicans don't seem to understand anything. They want Brett Kavanaugh on the court to keep their asses out of jail, just to be plain and simple as that, and to change things for America for decades. This is what they want, because they know they're going to have their asses blown out in the midterms. So they want to get – this is their last chance to do something. Oh, they can seat this man. Of course they can seat this man if they have the votes. They might not have the votes now. Somebody somewhere is saying, hey, wow, this, this woman sounds credible. This woman didn't have to do this. This woman uh, had to move from her home because she was getting death threats. She didn't want to get blown up in her own home. She had to move. And she still braved it uh, to this hearing. And this shit-ass, uh, Lindsey Graham going to rush his miss-ass excuse my language. He's going to rush his butt up to the TV cameras and microphones, and start shouting and and screaming and being belligerent and de- demeaning the Democrats uh, for the support of uh, Christine Blasey, Christine Blasey Ford, if I get her name correctly, uh, and and everything. And if you think about it, the Republicans are cowards. They had some woman named Mitchell answering, uh, asking questions for for them. She was a prosecutor. She did not lay one hand on Christine Blasey Blasie Ford testimony. She did not lay one hand on it. In some instances, in some instances, as I was watching it, it seemed like the prosecutor who was asking uh, her questions was actually on her side. Because I'm hearing that she prosecuted a lot of uh, sexual harassment, uh, sexual misconduct cases. She's a prosecutor, mm-hmm. and she seemed like she was. On her side, you know, uh, the Republicans hired some woman to come in and ask questions for them because they're too cowardly and too assholy to try to answer their own, to try to answer their own direct questions towards Christine Blasey Ford. They had to ha- have someone else do it, which is cowardly. I agree with uh, Lawrence O'Donnell that that was cowardly. It it. It truly was cowardly of of the Republican Party and Lindsey Graham. I mean, I think Lindsey Graham, he just made it a lot fucking worse. I think he made it a lot worse than what it could be. The Republicans are losing. They're going to lose this fight. They know they're going to lose. I'm hearing now. I'm not watching. I haven't watched uh, any of Brett Kavanaugh's. Testimony. I only watched Christine Blasey Ford, but I'm getting a lot of uh, reports on it that the man is—he was crying. Uh, he uh, wow, that's something, and I had to put something up uh to try to answer that. But uh, you know, I mean, anytime a man cries, it looks bad, especially when he's crying to try to defend himself. That looks poor, and and especially it looks even poorer when. This man who's trying to defend himself against these sexual assaults is supposed to be a leader uh, uh, in this uh, country on the Supreme Court. You would not want Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. If he loses it like he lost it is, – is losing it at this confirmation, he should not be on the court. If he has a thick skin like Donald – I mean if he has a thin skin like this asshole Donald Trump, he should not be on – the court. He should not be on the court. He, he is – Brett Kavanaugh is a rubber stamp for Donald Trump to get out of jail. And the rest of the Republicans, if they're found guilty uh, uh, during the um, Mueller investigation, it's all, it's all about a get-out-of-jail card for them. This is what this man is. He's going to make the Republicans above the law. And we don't want that. He's going to change to – he's going to try and figure out what women can do with their own bodies. He's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. He's going to do everything because he's pissed off. He's angry. He's mad. And if the Republicans sit him on the the court and he's found guilty of all of this, uh, the Democrats, if they take the House and the Congress, they can impeach this guy, get him up off the fucking court, get this criminal, this racial – this racist um, – and I do think he's racist – this sexual predator off the Supreme Court. And the Republicans know this, but they're still going to try and, and seat this guy anyway, which is crazy. So if you're still watching the, the proceedings, um, <laughs> and I, I can turn – the I can um, – as I sit here at my desk in my studio – i I have three computers uh here, one on each side and one in the in the middle, and so I can actually watch the proceedings from here, but i I really don't want to see Brett Kavanaugh because I don't want to see a, I don't want to see him lying, I don't want to see him being belligerent, I don't want to see him crying. I don't want to see because I think from some of the posts that I'm reading here, he's making it a lot worse for himself. He's making a lot worse for himself. And I'm pretty sure Trump is, you know, he's got nothing else to do as president of the United States. He's watching all of this. Trump, I, I I can't understand why Trump watches TV as much as he does. He doesn't have anything else the fuck to do. He's the president of the United States. Don't you have anything to lay back with a, a Whopper or a Big Mac and a Coke and fries and, and watch television? Wow. But anyway, this is something. This is something. This is going to, as I've said before, this is really messed up for America. No matter how you look at it, no matter how it turns out, this is messed up for America. And Brett Kavanaugh, from what I'm reading from posts from friends of mine on Facebook and other uh, um, uh, media and social media outlets, uh, from what they're saying, it is so sickening to see a grown man cry. (laughs) And he's probably faking it. Some people say he's just faking it, you know, trying to trying to uh, uh, get sympathy out of the people who are watching. The whole world is watching, and to me, it's nothing but a circus on Capitol Hill. That's all it is. It's nothing but a big fat circus, and Donald Trump is at home sitting in some sitting in some. Sofa chair or something, and sitting back, eating, drinking, and watching this instead of getting on with the affairs of this of the country. And that's another thing. Um, the, the Donald Trump doesn't give two shits about the affairs. don't just put up here on a post. Who thinks uh, Kavanaugh is laying it on too thick? I know he's laying it on too thick. If he's laying it on too thick, then. Obviously, he's trying to, uh, he wants people to believe him because he's pleading his case. If he's laying it on too thick, then he's pleading his case. He admitted that he was a drinker. Some of the friends uh, that he hung out with admit, admit they were drinkers. And, uh, you know, I believe this woman. I believe all of them. I, I think they all are credible. But the Republicans will not let the other two women have the other two, or maybe even three, four uh, women uh, not to have a hearing on this. A lot of women say they, they'll go on their oath. More women are saying that they are take, take the uh, lie detector test. Republicans don't want to hear it. But there's no doubt about it. The Republicans, they don't want an investigation. Brad Kavanaugh don't want an investigation. The Democrats and the American people, we want an investigation but the republicans don't why why is it that the republicans do not want an investigation because they know they will be found guilty that's why they don't want an investigation there should be an investigation uh, anita hill back in 1991 um they investigated her, but still, they but still, they set this sexual predator on the courts, on the Supreme Court. Uh, there she is, or is it? Yeah, they set this sexual predator on the Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas. We all know that from 1991. I remember those uh, tenacious. Uh, uh, Anita Hill hearings on Capitol Hill, long dong silver. I, I, <laughs> that's something I could never forget, you know, but this is something new. This is, this is all Republican. This is all about Republicans not wanting an investigation into something that needs to be investigated. Four or five people uh, have called for investigations, universities where this s- s- stuff occurred. They've, called for investigations the republicans don't want investigations the president doesn't want any investigations why because Brett kavanaugh will be found guilty and probably end up going to trial that's why the republicans do not want that's why the republicans do not want um Investigations. It's just crazy that they do not want investigations. Christine Blasey Ford called for investigations. The other two women called for investigations. The American people are calling for investigations. Who in the hell are the Republicans not to want an investigation? If Kavanaugh is as innocent as he say he is, then why not have an investigation to clear his name? That is not so hard, is it? Why not have an investigation to clear his name? Because he's guilty. He is guilty of whatever the fuck she said he did. Jumped on top of her. Some guy named uh, Mike or Mark Judd or something, uh, he was a witness. He They were partners. Why haven't this guy, why haven't they brought uh, uh, Mark Judd? to testify. He was, he was right there with Kavanaugh because they know that that guy's testimony will kill them. Either way, uh, uh, the Republicans are in deep shit for the midterms. I mean, I think that Every day leading up to the midterms, and we have a few weeks, and, and every day leading up to the midterms, Republicans are losing su- – Donald Trump is losing support. But you know what? They don't give a damn. They All all they're thinking is that they better find a way of, of getting out of jail. And they know that if they don't sit Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court, their asses are going to jail. They will be indicted. They will go to jail. Trump may – may luck out because of some sort of uh, uh clause or, or some sort of uh statement uh, within the FBI, some, excuse me, some sort of statement within the FBI stating that he cannot be indicted because he's a sitting president. He will no longer, it, it's, it's coming up to the uh, uh, gate that he's, Will no longer be president, and when he's no longer president, or he, if he decides to resign, which he will not because he loves power, he likes power, he likes attention, he likes being president, even though he doesn't know shit about presidential duties, except for you know doing things to upend and turn back the time and and upending everything that Obama has done. That's all the only thing he knows about uh, uh, being president. He doesn't know how to lead, and there are so many people out there. Who are taking us for Donald Trump? And I'll tell you right now, if you're a Trump supporter, don't listen to me. I mean, don't turn on my show. If you, if you support Trump, turn me off. Okay. Uh, my show is, is not uh, – uh, we're not Fox News. As you can probably know, that over the time listening to my show, you'll know that I'm not Fox News. I'm not a Republican. Uh, this is not a Republican airway. No way, no how. Uh-uh, not here. You know, so if you're Trump supporters, don't even listen to me. I mean, don't even turn on – don't even call in. Don't even ask me for a spot on the show. It ain't going to happen. Because if you support Donald Trump, then you support taking down America. You know, the infrastructure in, in America is is uh very, very poor and very weak. These guys haven't advocated any money for infrastructure. I mean, if you're driving along on the fucking street or, or a bridge or something, it may collapse because you know, they're, they're doing nothing about that. Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Infrastructure is really, really uh, a key factor in America. You, know, you never know when you're going to walk down the street and, and you, there might be a sinkhole or something. I don't see anything uh, – uh, that is just one of many issues that are going on in and in, uh, that should be taken care of within the United States of America. And what, what do we have? A president who's sitting at home watching TV. I mean Donald Trump could be at work doing something for, the, for America, and I'm pretty sure he has enough aides, enough flunkies, enough assholes around him that would relay to him what is going on. Why he's doing uh his job as President of the United States he doesn't even know what it is he doesn't care he doesn't read <laughs> wow anyway uh this is um this is something I mean I got the popcorn here <laughs> this is something folks this has never happened um in the history of America and it never will happen again after Donald Trump this is not going to be and let's say if Donald Trump is impeached or he goes to jail or something and then Mike Pence take over i don't think Mike Pence is the president is going to be like Donald Trump uh, he's uh, he's just as worse he may wind up in handcuffs too because Manafort um the guy who's in jail already the Manafort he picked Donald he picked Mike Pence to be vice president so it might be something there And I'm and I'm hearing that Mike Pence lied, uh, committed perjury in front of Congress, you know, but hey, hey, Congress is controlled by Republicans. So there's nothing that's going to be done with that. All right. You've been listening to the George Wanda Jr. show. It is six. It is six twenty three p.m. straight up time in the city of Chicago. And um, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Let's see if we can't click off that. Click off that. (laughs) <laughs> it is just it, It's madness It's just madness that's going on now In the United States and I'm pretty sure that the uh, I'm pretty sure that the uh, People uh, uh, From other countries and around the world Are looking at us and laughing Trump said the other day that the people weren't laughing at him At the UN uh, Yes they were <laughs> And he said in some uh, He said that he Expected it, or he or they were laughing with him. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. And then his ass kisses came out and said, uh, he, uh, that they were laughing with him. That it was a joke. No, it wasn't. These people think we're nuts, they think we are totally, totally nuts. (laughs) We're not nuts, we're not crazy, we're not buffoons. Mr.
1: Trump, it's Dixon White here, sending a video letter directly to you, sir. And the only reason I call you sir is because the office that you hold is supposed to be a respectable office. But so I just want to speak directly to you, Mr. Trump. I know you may never get this video. Maybe you will, though, because at least I have white skin like you. But... First, I wanted to applaud you for one thing and only one thing um, many racists in politics are very covert, so I applaud you for being an open racist, and I applaud you for at least letting us see just how racist you are and it's now it's it's well established worldwide that you are a bona fide white supremacist um there's not a nation that hasn't condemned you as a racist. So you have dishonored and disgraced one of the, the highest office offices in the land. But I wanted to say one thing. You made a comment yesterday about shithole countries, poor, black, brown countries. So because they're poor, because they're black and brown and not white or European, you consider them shitholes. Well, I wanted to give you an accurate definition of a shithole nation. A shithole nation by definition would be a nation like America that allows and tolerates a racist to operate in their highest office, the presidency. That is a shithole nation nation that tolerates a racist president, there is no worse pile of shit or turd in the toilet out of all the other countries than a great nation like America that allows its president to be an open white supremacist and then to allow them to continue to function as president. That's the biggest turd in the pot. Or as you say, the biggest shithole. Why? Because you, Mr. Trump, are the shit, the turd in the White House. That's staining and putting a foul odor all over our nation. And of course the only reason you're there is because you're a racist. You're a complete and utter idiot with no competency Whatsoever to be where you're at. The only reason you're there is because we had a black president, and our racist nation wanted a racist president after a black president.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with
2: So until with America can get past
1: its racism, which I don't know if it ever has, because there's one thing about black folks, Mr. Trump. Black folks have always understood one thing: the more things change in this country. The more they stay the same. You are living proof that any white person, no matter how racist they are, and matter of fact, racism is actually more of a compliment in this nation. It's like apple pie. Racism in America, they go hand in hand. If you're a white American, you're a racist, and you and you've proven that. And not only you're racist, if you're a racist. You get rewarded for being a racist in this country. Why? Because we are a racist organization called America. Fact. And nothing has changed. In 400 years, what has really changed? We're still seeing black and brown folks executed in the street. Not that you and Jeff Sessions or any of your racist motherfucking cabinet care. You don't give a fuck about justice for people of color. You're all a group of white nationalists. So I just want to tell you, Here's one white guy, and I'm telling you personally, Donald Trump, kiss my white fat ass. I hate you, Donald Trump. I literally hate you. And I pray to God, you get impeached. You're an embarrassment to our nation and upon the world. Please do us all favor and resign. The only people that want you in office are more racist. And yes, I know that our country, the majority of white people are racist. And the majority of white people totally and completely support you. I really believe that. Because if they're not supporting you, then they're silently ignoring your racism. But anyhow, please do us all a favor. And Congress, please act to remove this racist motherfucker and his racist administration, or Congress is no better. Please remove this racist motherfucker. From office.
3: How was your weekend? Oh, it was my daughter's
4: birthday on Saturday. Was it? Well,
3: that's so nice. It is. I'm glad you had lots of time and breathing room to celebrate that amidst the tweet storm that focused in part on you, in part on Michael Cohen. So let me just read one of the president's 24 tweets this weekend. The one that relates to you. Uh, the New York Times and a third-rate reporter named Maggie Haberman, known as a crooked H. Flunky, who I don't speak to and have nothing to do with, are going out of their way to destroy Michael Cohen and his relationship with me in the hope that he will flip. They use non-existent, quote, sources. And a drunk, drugged-up loser who hates Michael, a fine person... That is a, not
5: you, Maggie, by Who is
3: me? that? With a, wonderful pers- uh, with a wonderful family. Uh, Michael is a businessman for his own account lawyer... huh? who I have always liked and respected. Most people will flip if the government lets them out of trouble, even if it means lying or making up stories. Sorry, I don't see Michael doing that, despite the horrible witch-hunt capitalized and the dishonest media. He was upset about your reporting about the, the pickle that Michael Cohen is in.
4: Right. What,
3: I- how do you explain how exercised he was?
4: Well, I think that this is a topic, as we've discussed here over several mornings, uh, is, is one that uh, is hitting a nerve with him. I think that he is, he and his lawyers are very anxious about the Southern District investigation into Michael Cohen. That is right now more of an imminent threat than the Robert Mueller uh, special counsel probe is. Um, the president, uh, I look, the story was really not about, uh, you know, destroying their relationship. The president has destroyed their relationship pretty handily on his own over a very long period of time, and that is what the story was about, which is that he has been... Um, he is abusive, according to almost everyone I speak to, to, to most people in his orbit, and family is not accepted um, from that. But but he is particularly abusive to Cohen over the years. And then the question becomes, does that come back to haunt him at this point? I, I do not believe that that would be um, an only factor in Cohen's mind. Only Michael Cohen obviously knows what he is Thinking of doing because he's been um, so
3: loyal despite the verbal hasn't. abuse Correct. and despite the disrespect, Correct. he's been so loyal. So, Correct. obviously,
4: that hasn't bothered him to that degree in the past. Well, or at least there wasn't sort of the, the presentation of his life or the president's life right. in front of him before. And that, I think, is what is going to end prosecutors going to
5: hand him. Right. And look, right. Like, you know, let's just be clear about what's going on. You know Maggie uh, better than anybody. We're nowhere near the idea of Michael Cohen being presented with any kind of offer to no. have to do anything. Correct. We know there's an investigation. Correct. Uh, I still don't understand what the charges would be. Right. Uh, reading right. everything through. I, I don't even know what it is yet. So we're going to have to see what it is. No, that it's, a very good, it's a very good point. That's that true. the president is not uh, preoccupied right. with this. That's why he'd go after you. Everybody mm-hmm. knows his, um, his description of your relationship and who you are is silly. Uh, there are few reporters that he's given more access to. We know what he's saying isn't true. But it is a clear reflection of what's going on with him. Mm. Now, are we going to have this situation be once again where he's flooded the zone with so much BS that we don't look at each of it individually? Because this is a man who has pledged to take the opioid Mm -hmm. um, crisis real, to treat addiction in a Mm -hmm. way that no president has before. We know he has to be talking about Sam Nunberg, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody else fits the description of being anyone who would be connected in any way to any kind of uh, problems with addiction except for him. Um, And again, maybe it's speculation, maybe it isn't, but that's true. Mm -hmm. Should he be held to account, the president of the United States, for referring to somebody as a drugged up drunk when he says he wants to Mm -hmm. give attention to addiction, treat these Mm -hmm. people with respect, treat them as sick, help with the problem? Because he just identified the problem. Mm -hmm. He is the problem. The stigma is a big part of the problem in changing how we deal with it. I know all the other stuff is great political intrigue, but should we focus on
4: that? I I totally agree with you. Yes, we should. I mean, this is somebody who, a huge driver for his election, both in the primaries and in the general election, was concerned about the opioid crisis, um, the spread of addiction, the lack of treatment, the lack of options. He was very good at going to events and sort of sounding a note of compassion, calling someone a drugged-up loser on Twitter, and especially then creating this kind of, who is it? Is it Sam Nunberg? Is it someone else? game? Um, that is the opposite, and that is something um, that people who have been uh, working in the field of addiction for a very long time have been trying to push back against. When it comes from the president of the United States, it is it is a fundamentally stronger message. And it is, as we know, I mean, I think this is the reality, Chris, that you're pointing to, and it's an important it's an important point. Um, this is how he really feels. What he's about addicts. You know, we know that he had a brother who died of alcoholism. We know that he considers addiction to be weak. Um, Whatever he says to people when he is either um, dealing with people who have lost children, as he did recently in New Hampshire, um, to opioids, or when he is trying to sound as if he is focused on this crisis, that is very revealing, to say what he says.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously very exercised as well about what's happened with James Comey, the book tour, mm-hmm. and the memos. That were released that James Comey had written after meeting with um, Donald Trump. So here's another tweet James Comey illegally leaked classified documents to the press in order to generate a special counsel. Therefore, the special counsel was established
4: based on an illegal act. Really? Does anybody know what that means? I mean, I don't know that he knows what that means based on that tweet because we don't actually know that what Comey did. Um, was quote unquote illegal. We do not know whether there was classified information that should have been, that was retroactively classified. The Inspector yet. That, looking that is being it. looked at. Well, there's a big difference between something being looked at and something being done. But the same way there is a big difference between a country saying they're going to denuclearize and actually saying that. For sure. And I we're mean, going to get
6: to that. Yeah. But that is
3: what triggered the special counsel. He's mm-hmm. right about that. That James Comey handing over the.
4: Uh, memos to a friend. Well, Rose's. You know, I was- The president finally broke his silence on Stormy Daniels this week. and He told reporters he didn't know his lawyer, Michael Cohen, gave the adult film star $130,000 before the election to keep her from.
7: Freedom. This is what I call freedom. Where. Well,
6: wanted was a much deserved promotion. And he told me to get up on the desk and spread them. All the men in my office wrote down on a piece of paper the sexual favors that I could do for them. All I had asked for was an office with a window. I asked for his advice about how I could get a bill out of committee. He asked me if I brought my knee pads. Those are just a few of the horrific stories that I heard from women over the last year as I've been investigating workplace sexual harassment. And what I've found out is that it's an epidemic across the world. It's a horrifying reality for millions of women when all they want to do every day is go to work. Sexual harassment doesn't discriminate. You can wear a skirt, hospital scrubs, Army fatigues. You can be young or old, married or single, black or white. You can be a Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent. I heard from so many women, police officers, members of our military, financial assistants, actors, engineers, lawyers, bankers, accountants, teachers, journalists. Sexual harassment, it turns out, is not about sex. It's about power and about what somebody does to you to try and take away your power. And I'm here today to encourage you to know that you can take that power back. On July 6, 2016, I jumped off a cliff all by myself. It was the scariest moment of my life, an excruciating choice to make. I fell into an abyss, all alone, not knowing what would be below. But then, something miraculous started to happen. Thousands of women started reaching out to me to share their own stories of pain and agony and shame. They told me that I became their voice, They were voiceless. And suddenly I realized that even in the 21st century, every woman still has a story. Like Joyce, a flight attendant supervisor whose boss in meetings every day would tell her about the porn that he'd watched the night before while drawing penises on his notepad. She went to complain. She was called crazy and fired. Like Joanne, Wall Street banker. Her male colleagues would call her that vile C-word every day. She complained, labeled a troublemaker, never to do another Wall Street deal again. Like Elizabeth, an army officer. Her male subordinates would wave $1 bills in her face and say, dance for me. And when she went to complain to a major, he said, what, only $1? You're worth at least 5 or 10 After reading... Replying to all, and crying over all of these emails, I realized I had so much work to do. Here are the startling facts. One in three women that we know of have been sexually harassed in the workplace. 71% of those incidences never get reported. Why? Because when women come forward, they're still called liars and troublemakers and demeaned and trashed and demoted and blacklisted and fired. Reporting sexual harassment can be, in many cases, career-ending. Of all the women that reached out to me, almost none are still today working in their chosen profession, and that is outrageous. I, too, was silent in the beginning. It happened to me at the end of my year as Miss America, when I was meeting with a very high-ranking TV executive in New York City. I thought he was helping me throughout the day, making a lot of phone calls. We went to dinner. And in the back seat of a car, he suddenly lunged on top of me and stuck his tongue down my throat. I didn't realize that to get into the business, silly me, He also intended to get into my pants. And just a week later, when I was in Los Angeles, meeting with a high-ranking publicist, it happened again, again in a car, and he took my neck in his hand, and he shoved my head so hard into his crotch, I couldn't breathe.
7: They did a good thing.
6: These are the events that suck the life out of all of your self-confidence. These are the events that until recently, I didn't even call assault. And this is why we have so much work to do. After my years, Miss America, I continued to meet a lot of well-known people including Donald Trump when this picture was taken in 1988 nobody could have ever predicted where we'd be today me fighting to end sexual harassment in the workplace he president of the United States in spite of it and shortly thereafter I got my first gig in television news in Richmond Virginia check out that confident smile with the bright pink jacket not so much the hair I was working so hard to prove that blondes have a lot of brains. But ironically, one of the first stories I covered was the Anita Hill hearings in Washington, D.C. And shortly thereafter, I, too, was sexually harassed in the workplace. I was covering a story in rural Virginia, and when we got back into the car, my cameraman started saying to me, wondering how much I had enjoyed when he touched my breasts when he put the microphone on me, and it went downhill from there. I was bracing myself against the passenger door. This was before cell phones. I was petrified. I actually envisioned myself rolling outside of that door as the car was going 50 miles per hour like I'd seen in the movies and wondering how much it would hurt. When the story about Harvey Weinstein came to light, one of the most well-known movie moguls in all of Hollywood, the allegations were horrific. But so many women came forward, and it made me realize what I had done meant something. He has such a lame excuse. He said he was a product of the 60s and 70s, and that that was the culture then. Yeah, that was the culture then, and unfortunately, it still is. Why? because of all the myths that are still associated with sexual harassment. Women should just take another job and find another career. Yeah, right, tell that to the single mom working two jobs, trying to make ends meet, who's also being sexually harassed. Women, they bring it on themselves, by the clothes that we wear and the makeup that we put on. Yeah, I guess those hoodies that Uber engineers wear in Silicon Valley are just so provocative. Women make it up. Yeah, because it's so fun and rewarding to be demeaned and taken down, I would know. Women bring these claims because they want to be famous and rich. Our own president said that. I bet Taylor Swift, one of the most well known and richest singers in the world, didn't need more money or fame when she came forward with her groping case for one dollar. And I'm so glad she did. Breaking news! The untold story about women and sexual harassment in the workplace. Women just want a safe, welcoming, and harass-free environment. That's it. So how do we go about getting our power back? I have three solutions. Number one, we need to turn bystanders and enablers into allies. 98% of United States corporations right now have sexual harassment training policies. 70% have prevention programs. But still, overwhelmingly, bystanders and witnesses don't come forward. In 2016, the Harvard Business Review called it the bystander effect. And yet, remember 9-11. Millions of times we've heard, if you see something, say something. Imagine how impactful that would be if we carried that through to bystanders in the workplace regarding sexual harassment, to recognize and interrupt these incidences, to confront the perpetrators to their face to help and protect the victims. This is my shout-out to men. We need you in this fight. And to women, too. Enablers to allies. Number two, change the laws. How many of you out there know whether or not you have a forced arbitration clause in your employment contract? Not a lot of hands. And if you don't know, you should and here's why. Time magazine calls it right there on the screen, the teeny tiny little print in contracts that keeps sexual harassment claims unheard. Here's what it is. Forced arbitration takes away your Seventh Amendment right to an open jury process. It's secret. You don't get the same witnesses or depositions. In many cases, the company picks the arbitrator for you. There are no appeals and only 20% of the time does the employee win. But again, it's secret, so nobody ever knows what happened to you. This is why I've been working so diligently on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. to change the laws, and here's what I tell the senators. Sexual harassment is apolitical. Before somebody harasses you, they don't ask you if you're a Republican or Democrat first. They just do it, and this is why we should all care. Number three. Be fierce. It starts when we stand tall and we build that self-confidence and we stand up and we speak up and we tell the world what happened to us. I know it's scary, but let's do it for our kids. Let's stop this for the next generations. I know that I did it for my children. They were paramount in my decision-making about whether or not I would come forward. My beautiful children, my 12-year-old son, Christian, my 14-year-old daughter, Kaya. And boy, did I underestimate them. The first day of school last year happened to be the day my resolution was announced and I was so anxious about what they would face. And my daughter came home from school and she said, Mommy, so many people asked me what happened to you over the summer. And then she looked at me in the eyes and she said, and Mommy, I was so proud to say that you were my mom. And two weeks later, when she finally found the courage to stand up to two kids who'd been making her life miserable, she came home to me and she said, Mommy, I found the courage to do it because I saw you do it.
0: All right, Lindsey Graham, Uh, I've I've alluded to, to this uh, early on in the show, that Lindsey Graham pitched a hissy fit after uh, Christine Blasey Ford after her testimony on the Hill uh, <laughs> regarding to uh, Brett Kavanaugh's behavior in high school. Uh, at the ending of this, they were all filing out into the hallway. Lindsey Graham bullied his way all the way up to the microphone of one of the reporters and television camera, and he uh really, really laid it down thick on the Democrats. And I I, I don't see why. I mean I watched the entire thing. I don't see I don't blame the Democrats at all. I don't see a, where blame should be put on them at all. But he's a Republican. He's an idiot. He's up Trump's ass. So he saw that Trump and this nominee Brett Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court, he saw this guy's confirmation being in trouble. So he had to rush to the microphones and television camera to try to save Brett Kavanaugh because they need him. Why? He's their get-out-of-jail card, basically. Basically. they all crooks. All right, anyway, here's an article from, uh, I believe it's CNN or something – it says Republican Senator Lindsey Graham says Democrats' treatment of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh is the most despicable thing he's ever seen in politics. No, it wasn't. No, it was not. They gave they gave her uh, a lot of respect for being having the courage to come there and give her side. It's just that it looks so bad for Kavanaugh that he had to rush his ass up to the cameras and try to save Kavanaugh's nomination. And I agree with Dick Durbin. If you think if, – if Lindsey Graham thinks this is a farce, if Lindsey Graham – if Brett Favre thinks this is a farce, if he says this is a bunch of lies, then why not have an investigation? Why not have the FBI investigate? All he has to do is say, bing, I didn't do this. She's lying. Bing, let's have an investigation. But Brett Kavanaugh would not do that. Donald Trump will not do that. The Republicans will not call call for an investigation. But yet they're saying this woman is lying. And she's calling for an investigation. All the other women who have come out against Brett Kavanaugh are calling for an investigation. They're calling for a probe. But nothing. I mean, if if, the, if if their nominee is being treated so badly by these allegations and the Democrats, why not have an investigation? Why not let the FBI investigate? I'm hearing that the Senate did their own investigation. Bullshit. You <laughs> let <laughs> let the FBI do the investigations. That's their job. That's what they do. That's what they get paid for. That's where they're the taxpayer dollars come from that they put in their piggy banks. Senators should do nothing but represent the people of their state. That's what they're there for. Every last one of them only have – every last one of those senators and representatives in Congress, they have only one vote, one vote. You would think they're, they're all high and mighty because they have one vote. Call for an investigation. That's all you have to do. Stop the bitching. Stop the whining. Stop everything and call for an investigation. They will not. They will not call for an investigation, but they're going to try and disapprove these women who are coming forth, who have witnesses, signed statements, friends, uh, uh, acquaintances. All these folks who have seen and witnessed Brett Kavanaugh's behavior in high school and in college. Give me a break. And why go out there bitching like this? Okay, Graham said Thursday that Democrats set on set on allegations against against Kavanaugh and then sprung them on the nominee at the last minute in a desperate attempt to prevent his confirmation. Bullshit. Democrats want his confirmation from the beginning to the end. The California the 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 South Carolina senator says Democrats want to destroy Kavanaugh's life. And and Kavanaugh wants to destroy Democrats' life. When I when I say Democrats, I'm talking about grassroots Democrats. I don't think I don't think uh Lizzie, Lindsey Graham, Donald Trump and Republicans can save this man's ass. This man is a sexual predator. And Lindsey Graham acts as if he wants to save this man's life while cutting food stamps, cutting uh, uh, Social Security, Medicaid. And he's saying he's trying to act as if he has so much empathy for this man's uh, life. When this when Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh is rich. So this is a lot of bullshit and a lot of smoke coming from G- Lindsey Graham and I think the majority of Americans know this and I think some Republicans know this. Graham says a vote against Kavanaugh would legit- legitimize, excuse me, the most despicable thing I have ever seen in politics. He also called the Democrats tactics the most unethical uh sham. The hell with Uh, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham can go back to whatever hole he crawled out from under. He's just trying to save this man's ass and it's not going to be saved. He will not be on the Graham-supported Republicans ultimately successful efforts to block action on President Uh, Yeah, yeah, he did. He blocked action on President Barack Obama's Supreme Court nomination of Judge Marlon Garland. He blocked that. Now Democrats are trying to block Kavanaugh from being on the court because he's a predator. See, there is always a different standard for Republicans and another standard for the rest of us. They think they are above the law. They think they're so better than the rest of us. They think they should have all the privileges uh, And the rest of us have none. They think they should get away with the same type of shit that the rest of us will go to jail for. This is why they so desperately, and I think this is why they so desperately want this guy on the Supreme Court. It's their get out of jail card. Lindsey Graham doesn't give two shits about this man's uh, life. He doesn't. He does. This is just a ploy, a smokescreen to say they need him on the court so, they, so he can change up in everything that we have uh, so far accomplished in the United States. Education, you name it. Social programs, you name it. Jobs, you know, I mean, we're going to be, if this guy gets on the court, you might as well say this is 1934 Germany, Hitler's country. And, then, and another thing, the Republicans know that they are going to lose uh, in a few weeks in the midterm. So they're trying to get this guy seated on the court so they can have something that they can look forward to and look back at once they're out of office. It's not going to work. It's not going to work, and nobody in their right mind – and I think, I think Lizzie, Lindsey Graham – matter of fact, I know Lindsey Graham, he has more people that dislike him. Then maybe Donald Trump. Everybody knows Lindsey Graham's game. Lindsey Graham represents South Carolina. That's all he represents. He represents a vote for North Carolina, not a vote for the entire uh, United States. He acts like he's president. He acts like he's vice president. Come to think of it, where is Mike Pence? He's always hiding. Where's Obama? He's hiding. But you know what I think? My my true hero in all of this is Mike Avenatti, the the lawyer. Because he hits back. He's not hiding. He's not uh uh dis- he's not a disappearing act like Obama and Mike Pence are. He's out there. Trump says something about him. Trump called him a name, Trump is uh disrespectful to him. He hits back at Donald Trump. He doesn't sit there and take it. As I've said on the show yesterday, he doesn't sit there and take it. This is what I admire about him. I, I like people who are straightforward, who says what they mean and mean what they say in terms of uh, Maxine Waters. Lindsey Graham is that kind of person. He, There is something... That these people are hiding. There is something – there may be some sort of cover-up going on within the Republican Party, the reason why they don't want investigations. But yet they are accusing Democrats of this or that, that or this. All you have to do is um, say, hey, I want this investigated to, to clear my name. That's all Kavanaugh has to say. If she lied, if these women are lying, hey, why not have an investigation to find these things out? Because they're not lying. The Republicans are running scared. They're lying all over the place. They're cowards. They're pathetic. And they should lose. Republicans should never, ever hold any office within the United States, ever. And I'm talking about state, city, local, federal, whatever. All Republicans should be voted out of office because they're all on one page, and that is to destroy America. This is why I keep saying to everybody out there, vote blue. Vote blue. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. There's something else, Graham. Okay. Yeah, and uh, let me see. I got the wrong thing. Okay. Here we go. We got it. Okay. Kavanaugh looks I, – I, like I said before at the beginning of the show, I have not watched any part of the hearing of of uh, Brett Kavanaugh I, I, because I just didn't want to. I didn't want to hear his lies. I didn't want to hear uh, a lot of bullshit, and apparently that's what he has been giving. I'm going to hear snippets of it, and I'll have more to report about this on Monday because we're all going to – we're. And that's another thing. I think America – I think each and every American citizen should be focused like a razor beam on what's going on on Capitol Hill, what's going on with this guy. It's important that we do not sit Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. The hell with what Lindsey Graham is saying and and all those other thuggish, rogue Republicans, and, and I'm talking about the ones in the White House also. But I do believe that this is – all of this is just eroding more confidence in that fool Donald Trump and the Republican Party. It's going to be more than a blue wave. It's going to be more than a tsunami that's going to hit uh, the midterms in a few weeks. People are pissed off. People are angry. People are upset. People are mad because this Congress, this White House, think that we are stupid they think we are a bunch of idiots they try to throw anything what they can out here at us and we're supposed to eat it up because because they say we should it's gonna happen it's not gonna happen people you have to get out there and vote it is so dire it is so important or we will lose if the republicans if the republicans win the white house uh if the Republicans win Congress, the House of Representatives, uh, and the Senate in a few weeks, we're fucked. There's no way other to say it. We're fucked. We're fucked. So we have to get out there and do our duty. If you are an American, if you love this country, you care about Uh, social programs, you care about this, you care about your job, you care about your standing in the world, get out there and vote. You care about your freedoms, get out there and vote. I don't give a damn about your religion. Most of these religions are nothing but a bunch of bullshit in the the first place, Controlling controlling their followers, getting in your pockets. Or any other thing, a cult that might stop you from voting. It doesn't make sense. This is your country. You won't have a religion if the Republicans uh, are in office. They're going to dismantle everything. They don't believe in God. They never did. They don't believe in Jesus Christ. They never did, and they never will. If they see that that you believe in Jesus Christ, they think you're a stupid-ass fool. You wanna you wanna keep your religion? You wanna keep going to church? You wanna keep being controlled? Vote. Because that's all these churches are cults within themselves. And I don't understand why these churches are so are always tax exempt. They should pay (laughs) they should pay as much taxes as the rest of us. It's ridiculous. And all of these jack-leg preachers and ministers and pastors, give me a break. Whatever is going on. With the with the archdiocese, the Catholics the Catholic church, I'm talking about sexual harassment of boys, little boys. It's also going on in some of these other uh churches and, and synagogues and whatever you want to call them, kingdom halls and all this stuff. It's going on in these places too. So you can't always put it, you can't always put the entire thing on the Catholic Church. It's going on everywhere. People are being taken advantage of, food, brainwashed in in these cults that they call churches or religious get-togethers. And a lot of these old jackleg preachers that they're out there to control you, take your money, and and keep you in line. There's it doesn't make sense for you to join some kind of cult to tell you when to sit, where to sit, who to talk to, what to do what not, what to do. That's being controlled. That's you not having your own life. Someone else has it. Every individual out here, at the sound of my voice, should be free. Not being controlled by any institution, church, any man, any woman. Everybody should be out here to be free to do what they want to do. You, If you want yourself to be controlled, that's up to you, but don't try to get other people involved <laughs> in being controlled. Don't try to try to uh, convince everybody else just because you're con- you're being controlled that they should be controlled too. You've got a lot of people out here doing that. You know, well, join my church, join my cult, join my religious, join my whatever, so you can be controlled like I am. No. No. Leaders do not control you. Leaders are not supposed to be controlled. But there are so many people out here, see that there are so many people who are weak, weak weak-minded, gullible, good for the good pickings, good for the taking, so they go after you you. Because you sit there and you listen. And they see and... They see and feel that you're listening to what to the garbage that they're telling you, and they feel they look in your eyes and say, "Well, I got you, I got you." you know, so stop letting yourself be controlled. This is one of the things that the Republicans want. they want to control all of us like you know uh tell us what to do, tell us what to do, tell us where to go, tell us where to work. Fire us at will. They want to control us. I mean, you understand Trump when he said a few months ago that he wants everybody, he should be like, uh, everybody should sit up to attention whenever he is in, whenever he's present. He said that. He tried to make a joke out of it, but he really meant it. Trump doesn't say anything that he doesn't mean. It's that. It's just that when the shit hits the fan, he gets his ass in a twist, and he tries to get out of it. Well, I was just joking. But it is so important to get out here, folks, to vote. It is so important. I mean, uh, we have a few weeks leading up to the midterms, and this show is going to be all about getting people out to vote, telling people all over the world— basically, if they're they're having elections, get out there and vote. But here in America, get out there and vote. Drag people to polls with you. Convince people who do not think they ought to be voting, who do not want to vote for whatever fucking reason, try to convince them that it is their duty and their lives and this country is on life support if they we have to do more than just win back both houses or just one. We, but we have to do more than just show up to vote. We got to show up in the thousands. We have to send a message to these fucked up Republicans that the American people own this. They do not. The American people uh, uh, is what this is about not Lindsey Graham, not Donald Trump, not the slimy Republicans in office. This is about America. This is about grassroots people. This is our country. The White House belongs to us, not Donald Trump. The Congress belongs to us, not Lindsey Graham, John Cornyn, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan and the rest of those slobs, those old goats who think they know more about you and me than we do about ourselves, 85 and 95 year old people in Congress controlling women's bodies. I don't know why they don't want to let the young blood, the young people do it. You got Nancy Pelosi She wants to be Speaker of the House again, and she's 79 years old. Grassley, 85. John Connor, I think he's about 90. What is it with these people who, (laughs) I mean, the late John McCain was 80, 81 years old. What is it with these folks who do not want to give up power? They love it. I mean, there are so many people who have died in office. They were in their sick beds, and they're still congressmen or a representatives, 80s and 90s. This is a young people uh, arena, and I do think there should be time limits on people. I don't think people should be in Congress for 30 and 40 and 50 years. I don't think a time limits you know i think there should be and we have talked about um this for a long time but most of the politicians they don't want it they don't want they don't want limitations they want to serve as long as they can because power it's the power that they enjoy they they totally enjoy the power this is why donald trump will not quit this is why he will not resign this man is crazy on power. As much as he abuses it, he, it should have been taken away from him. Remember, when Obama was in his second term, I think oh. in office, was it his was it his first, the Republicans curtailed his power. They reduced what he could do just because he was African American and they didn't like him. And Obama... He buckled under the Republicans. There's no doubt about it. When he was president, he buckled under them. He gave them everything that they wanted, and they still kicked him in the ass. Republicans should not be holding any office in America, at least after the midterms. It's going to take a long time to rid America of every single Republican in every voting uh district in in america it's going to take a long time believe me when the, when republicans lose everything and i hope they do it looks like they're going to do because people are enthusiastic about voting and reading uh this country of slimy republicans but let me say this when the republicans lose everything they're going to be trying to crawl their asses back and do not vote for them (laughs) again Oh, they're going to be trying to do everything to crawl back into power but I hope uh, people even generations to come realize that that is a bad deal Fox News is still going to be around they're still going to be Pitching a hissy fit about Democratic this, Democrat that, Democrat this. Don't listen. And for all of those older Americans out here, people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, and 90s voting Republican, stop. Just stop the fuck voting Republican. What the hell? Stop watching Fox News. And I'm, I'm hearing that, and it's true, older people, old people, seniors, elderly, voting Republican. Obviously, a lot of these folks have dementia, Alzheimer's, and somebody, you know, and they're going to the polls. And a lot of them are just merely in their votes, you know, Republican, Republican. Why? Why? Young people, I mean, if you got a mother or a father, a grandfather who was watching Fox News. Take the TV away, and try to talk to them. Explain why are so many older Americans, or seniors and elderly, voting Republican when the Republicans, when the Republicans, are going to take away your Social Security, your Medicaid, your rental assistance. You'll be in the streets, and yet you are going to vote for these people. That's crazy. That's crazy. But so many older Americans are doing it, watching Fox News. I mean, when you're watching Fox News, all you're doing is watching a lot of crazy people uh, you never heard of, people you've never seen before, you don't know anything about, try to tell you how to vote. Trying to tell you who to hate. Trying to tell you what to do with your money. Trying to tell you to watch them every day. I, I I'm going to say this. I think Fox News is a cult. And their only viewers are older people. Old people. Who probably don't know any meds. excuse me, who probably don't know any better, who are probably uneducated watching that shit. It's bad. (laughs) But anyway, I mean, we're nearing the midterms and we've got to do something, folks. We've got to do something. Um, uh, We're going to win this thing, but we want to win it. We want to win it hands down. We don't just want to take back the House of Representatives and the Senate, we want to tsunami it. We want to blue wave it. We want to send a message to these rotten Republicans, these criminal thug Republicans in the White House and in Congress that america, the American people, got this on this, not you. But I do see that america Americans really don't have the fighting spirit. their fighting spirit if they have it, will come at the ballot box. And that's a good thing in itself, coming at the ballot box. America has to stand up to these goons and thugs and assholes, criminals in our government. We have to stand up. Because if we don't stand up, they're going to stand on us. Alright, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show and don't forget to blo- <laughs> Don't forget to vote blue. And uh it, it's been uh great folks. Uh we're just about off the air here. Uh I'm gonna stay on as long as I can, which is maybe a couple more minutes. Uh, uh I wanna thank everybody for tuning in to the George Wilder Junior show. Make sure you join me next week. We have a whole slew of guests that that's gonna be on the show. We're gonna be talking about some of the same things some of the same things. And I want to say, you know, this, this is about the blue wave. And no, I am not a Republican. I am a independent. I've been one for over four or five years now. And it feels good. It feels great. I like doing things. I like doing things the way I want to do them. And uh, that's fun that is so much fun when you're doing a lot of things the way you want to do them, not the way someone else want you to do them. You're doing things the way you want them to be done. And that's what I do. And that's what uh, you should be doing. You know, do things the way you want to do them and how you want to do them. Don't do things the way other people think you ought to do them. Do it the way you want to do them. Uh, Become an independent. And that's what I am. I don't, I don't uh uh see myself on either side of the aisle. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm in the middle. I'm an independent because I criticize Democrats as much as I criticize Republicans. I criticize Democrats in the past for not having any balls, not having any spine, not you know, not having the courage to actually represent the people who put their asses in office. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. We're just about off the air here. And I want to say, everybody, I uh, want to say thanks for listening. Thanks for um, downloading the uh, uh, novella that I have uh, called, uh, what is it? <laughs> it's my book, right? And I don't even know. All right, it's called the, uh, it's a strange title, but it's a catchy one. It's called The Old Man and the Ugly Boy. I had fun doing it. I really did have fun doing it. And I hope you have fun reading it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank everybody for um, tuning in to the George Wanda Jr. Show. We'll be back next week with a whole week of uh, brand new guests for the show, maybe a few new topics, uh, whatever is happening in the news. So make sure you join me for that. We're trying to uh, always keep the show lively and fun. And it is a fun show. I mean, it's not always politics. Politics is not fun. But it is a fun show, and it is, it is a, a good show. It's, it's a show that I think a lot of people are afraid to say exists. Uh, but we do exist, and we will continue to exist. The George Wilder Jr. Show will continue to exist, whether people try to dismiss us or not, and some are. you know, We're out there in the world, and, and believe me, we're in high places. We're all over the world, and we are in high places. We have – and there's tons and tons and tons of organizations that and institutions that, that I've heard about the show. They might not want to acknowledge the show, but they heard about it. Okay? And, uh, you know, a lot of people are like that. Anyway, I want to thank everybody. Have a good Evening. Have a great day. Have a great night. Wherever you might find yourself listening to the show, have a good one. Have a great weekend. Morning. Night. Whatever.
7: Whatever.
0: <laughs> you see, I'm kind of giddy here, folks. Uh, I'm having a great time. I, I've. Uh, I didn't think I'd have this great, great of a time on the show today. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did you? No, me either. It, it, it is beautiful. All right. Hate has no home here. Make sure you treat everybody kind. Be nice to people out there. Okay. Uh, Let's bring America back. Let's make America 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 again. Let's make America a better place, folks. People loving the most when they need it the least. Love each other. You know, no arguing, no fighting, no bitching. Uh, Be nice to one another out there and um, go pick up my book, okay? (laughs) And most importantly,
7: Heaven help the girl who walks the streets alone. Heaven help the roses if the bombs begin to fall. Heaven, fall. Heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day. Heaven help the white man if he turns.